Welcome to the Five Star Life Show, your home for content related to education, parenting, and changing wrong mindsets so you can live a five-star life. I'm your host, Coach Seth. Let's do this. Welcome back to the Five Star Life Show. I'm your host, Coach Seth, and I'm joined in studio today with Bray Beatles, the director of Five Star Life Basketball Operations. Bray, welcome back. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Love having you on. If you just tuned in, really want to encourage you to help us out. If you like the show and you're a repeat viewer of Five Star Life with Coach Seth, go ahead and hit the like button. That helps us a lot. And then share it. When there's content that's helpful, take a minute to share it. Also, just a reminder, you can listen to the show anywhere that podcasts are streamed. You can also watch us now on YouTube at The Five Star Life. Check it out. I love YouTube because I like to watch things, listen to things. I don't always necessarily watch it, but I almost use it as a podcast player. Because The thing that's cool is it, it leaves off wherever you stop. So if I come back three days later, it picks up right where I left off, which is nice. Mm. So nice, uh, nice feature for you. Uh, so we're on a mission to change the face of education, of sports, of culture. And you can also learn more about the mission of Five Star Life at fivestarlife.org. We just launched a new website a couple weeks ago. Looks great. It looks awesome. Looks awesome. Yeah, very I'm, interactive. I'm jealous of the, uh, on the homepage, there's like a video. And on the back, I was like, I got to put this on the basketball page. Because like, it just grabs you right when you get to the homepage. It's just a video of a quick glimpse of everything that we're doing, right? And and I'm like, I got to get one of those made for the basketball site. You know, it's, we're so visual. Yeah. You know, as I read this study, it's so interesting because a lot of people think, you know, why is Five Star Life doing so many things visually? Is, you know, we have video curriculum that's impacting thousands of kids. Um, you know, we're, we're doing this show now on YouTube. Why visually? Well, you know, we learn... Visually, the number one learning style is visual learning. And so that's like 65% of the world learns best by seeing, right? And then I think next is like by hearing. So auditory is whatever, 30%. And so then a small percent is like by text or sequential learners, which by the way is how our educational system is set up. Yes, it is. Right. And it's, it's, the faults of that are becoming known now, I would say. Yeah, so, so it, it's it's a, it's a big deal. But I, I was reading that, um, and I have this. I wonder if I have this. If I can pull this up, because I'm gonna. I don't want to quote it wrong. But it's it it is a ridiculous number. How the brain processes, how much faster the brain processes information when it's visual than just text. I totally, I totally uh, could see that. I mean, I have been. I mean, I think I've said this a couple times. I'm, I'm a big podcast guy, but I've turned more into the YouTube end of the shows that I try to watch, right? So, uh, or listen to, and and I've really enjoyed that. And and you know, when you talk about even our curriculum, well, we're we're the visual end, and then the next stage would then be writing it down, and and like that's I think another reason why we're able to make so much impact is because we're we're hitting how kids learn in multiple areas, right? The two, probably the two highest 
uh, the two biggest areas that people learn, right, is, is visual and then writing things down and, and through our journals and whatnot. It's why sports, I mean, the studies out there that, that, that correlate the academic and just overall growth of kids that are involved in sports at adolescence is just just overwhelming, you know, and then you can also say sports is also music. So kids that play an instrument, same thing. Why? Because they're doing something kinetic. That it's it's tactile. It's hands on. They're doing something. They're learning a skill, and it's also there's all these visual images of what they're doing. So the learning is so much more engaging. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think of even uh, when I when I was a young pup, I played the trumpet. And, no kidding. Uh, yeah, I don't think Bray you Bray the about trumpet me. player. That's a yep. first. Yep. Uh, sixth grade, I was the uh, lead trumpet. No, I, I don't know if that's a thing. I, <laughs> <laughs> I played I played uh, a, a very, I mean, very intricate instrument, too. Uh, it was called the recorder. Oh, um, yeah. So it was shout required. Out the, shout out to the recorder. My mom, my mom went to Ireland for the Notre Dame game, and what gift did she bring home for my, my two toddlers? <laughs> two Irish-themed... Oh, recorders. So I can't thank her enough for that. Oh, gift. what a great gift. That's the gift that just keeps on giving. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, I was talking about, I was going to talk about reading music, right? So like just the thought of playing an instrument and then reading the music and understanding sort of the, the flows and the pitches of certain notes. And it's like, it's very, very stimulating. Right. And, um, you know, as I've gotten older, you know, I was very sports and, and, and I still am, but as I've gotten older, I've had grown much more appreciation for like music, right? And like, you know, you're when you're when you're in fifth, sixth grade, you might think I don't want to go to music class, I don't, you know. But like, there's a lot of there's a ton of value in that, and like I love, you know, like like piano in song, like I love that, you know. It's just like so I've grown a, a deeper appreciation for for music in general. And, and I wish that I would have done more of that when I was younger. So when I hear like our players sometimes are like, yeah, I'm in the band, like do it, love it, stay in the band, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. like a ton of value in that. And, and <clears throat> something I didn't, I didn't appreciate enough when I was that young. This is so interesting because we weren't planning to go down this rabbit hole, but while we're here, we might as well just camp out and make it a, make it a thing. You know, if you're listening to this program, I really want to encourage you, if you have some sort of skill that you could teach kids to do, or if you're interested in working with kids to help them develop skills, I really want to ask you to consider getting involved with Five Star Life. So we are, um, you know, we have this 350 acre training facility called Summit that is, is designed to do just that. It, it's to really lend itself to kids who need to learn by doing, by seeing, and by repetition. And so that's really the purpose of Summit. And we are getting ready to launch a program called the Five Star Life Innovative Learning Project. And it is a partnership with um, local schools where kids will come out during the school day to not just do school, but to do school that is hands-on. So it's math, it's science, it's all these things, but it, it's it's connected to, you know, uh, blacksmithing. It's it's connected to an, an anatomy where they're seeing it physically. And so if, if this sounds like something you are interested in being a part of, we need more people that want to teach kids 
how to work with their hands and be a part of that process. Go to fivestarlife.org. If you have a, a friend, a neighbor, whatever, that you're like, man, they, they're great at this. They would love this. Reach out to them and get them connected to us. Yeah, there's so much value in that. When I, when I give tours on uh, to some to Summit and we go to our blacksmithing area and then like it's kind of in like a, a smaller-ish field area, right? And like I just – I don't even know if this is part of our plan, but I envision like, okay, the trades – right being in that area or like just like having providing those re- so yeah kids can come in and forge metal and and work with hot metal and and then go to the, uh, to our nature center and and you know dissect a cow eye or something right but then i'm thinking like well what about the guys that are or girls or kids that hey i want to be an electrician or i want to be an iron worker or you know something like that and i'm thinking like that area i just keep thinking like there's going to be a school here one day that an electrician is going to come in and, and teach all these kids you know this that trade in particular right or plumbing or something see we have incredible trade schools like the like the um the career center is an like it's brilliant um however the problem is there's not enough kids enrolled in the program because they don't find out about it until the point that they're kind of checked out with school so what we want to do is not start another career center we want to take the career center younger and so we're going to do all of these skills, and we've already started, but fifth and sixth grade. Yeah. Start them young where they can start working with their hands, finding out what they what they enjoy, what they love, because kids come alive. Sure. I think they should spend more time on it, too. Like, I think even the kids that are at the career center aren't there enough exploring those those specific areas that they're interested in, right? And, um, you know, there's there's... That's all, you know, we talk about our education system and not to just knock it, but it's, you know, when you spend time doing what you love in your interest level, right? And yeah, there's value in completing uh, parts of, you know, educational curriculum that you don't love to do, but finishing it, right? There's a ton of value in that, but getting, getting kids involved in things that they are very interested in is like, that's to me where you're going to see the most growth in terms of like, just general growth educationally and interest level in kids and engagement. Yeah, I totally agree. And there's a big paradigm shift in education happening right now. Uh, We're really excited to be a part of it and kind of right in the middle of it. Um, We got to take a quick commercial break and come back with more five stuff ready after this. But at the break, if you're not, um, if you're not driving, go ahead and, and send a message to a friend, to a family member with information about getting involved with Five Stuff or tuning into this program. Did you know that you can bring the values, lessons, and mindsets Coach Seth discusses on the Five Star Life podcast to your local community? Schools are searching for programs and content that work. Just a simple introduction to your teacher or principal could be a game changer in your community. Inquire at fivestarlife.org and someone from our team will be in touch. Welcome back to the Five Star Life Show. I'm your host, Coach Seth, and I'm joined in studio with the Five Star Life Director of Basketball Operations, Coach Bray Beatles. Thanks for having me back. Excited to be here. Love having you on. So if you just tuned in, really want to encourage you to go check us out online and understand the mission of Five Star Life. Like we're on a razor, like razor, not a razor, <laughs> uh, a laser 
focused mission to change the face of education, of sports, of culture. You can learn more at fivestarlife.org. Bray heads up Five Star Life Basketball, which before we dive into Five Star Life Basketball, Bray, I want to ask you a question. So you do this full time um, and you were in business before you were in sales and you know, you're, you're a young man, you're driven, you're motivated. Um, you were making good money and you left that because you had a, a passion to help kids with basketball. Um, why did you turn down a career where your focus is being lucrative and making money to come do this? I mean, you get paid to do this. Yeah. Um, but help me understand that. Help, help our audience understand that. Yeah. Um, I mean, just love kids and I love, um, look, here's the thing. When, when we were the quick story of when we were doing our own basketball thing before we were associated with directly with five star, you know, it was one of those things where we thought, um, you know, we were trying to make the most of it. Right. And like we were, we were impacting kids and, and, but it wasn't, it wasn't very deep impact. Right. And like you get into, you never coach, you 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 never teach for the money, right? Like that's just not that's just not. Now, if you can make yourself into the head coach of Duke, yeah, of course you're gonna make some money, right? But like the the high school teachers and coaches and and the you know these levels, small college levels, even you're not you're doing it because of the impact on the kids and and what you can teach them along the way, right? So we were we were impacting kids, and then ultimately, you know, when 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 you guys, Seth and me and Five Star came into the picture of of, hey, this is something we could do together. And we took it, honestly, the tour of Summit sold me. Like I loved you and I loved Mia and the conversations. Then I was able to meet Jim at one point during an, after a tour of Summit. And like the people obviously are great, like that goes without saying, but the, the, the tour of Summit is what turned the corner for us because mm-hmm. we were like, whoa, this is something that's like, like everything that Five Star is about was what we were doing coaching, but we were only impacting 20 kids. We had 16 teams, but the the only the the top three teams were getting impacted because we just didn't have the resources to 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 have that trickle down effect, right? And then we toured Summit. We we looked at the possibilities of getting basketball involved at Summit, and you know hybrid leadership basketball camps, and and having our teams be be involved in leadership days at Summit, and just the endless possibilities. And that to me, like I remember. I remember going down the hill at summit towards the lake and it was just like, and it was a beautiful time of year. It was like fall. It was a little chilly that day. We were in your car and uh, I just remember like going down that hill and looking at that lake and being like this, it just, this just keeps getting better. The, the farther back we go. And I just keep thinking of the impact. And, and, and I was like, okay, that's like, this is going to make so much sense when we all, and then obviously everything else worked itself out from there. But what I, you know, it, it was not easy for me to do, right? Um, I, you know, I, we were, I'm only 30, I guess I'm 31 now, I'm getting old. But, um, you know, I, it was my first job or so out of out of college. You know, we were doing well, we, we you know, my wife and I. and, and um, But I was working and I was just like coming home and, and that's it. I was just like status quo of like, you know, just, just American worker, I guess, if you will, right? And then... But I, I didn't feel this passion and this purpose behind every single day that I went to work, right? Other than this is what you're supposed to do because you got to make money, right? And just like 
the the and again going back to summit like that tour of summit really opened my eyes to what we can do and help these kids and have a bigger impact and what five stars an organization the resources that it has the structure that it has the the blueprint that it has right of of impact and it just it was a no brainer at that point and it's turned into something now that obviously I love I don't feel like I work every day. I know that sounds kind of cliche, but I don't. And I really enjoy coming in here and working with with our team and and seeing what we're able to do and just the impact that we're having outside of even basketball, like just hearing what snaps about and how awesome that is. And then seeing and then running into the to the head judge of St. Joe County because this kid tried out for one of our teams and hey, you know, there's snap kids here trying out too. And it's just like seeing all that come full circle you know, now it's even more, you know, it, it validates the decision even more, you know, and, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's something I hope we can continue for, for years to come. Yeah. And I, you know, we, we've never had this conversation on air quite like this where I'm asking you kind of, and, and kind of talking about like, you know, when you're 29 years old and you're, you're in business and, you know, you, you and your wife are, are doing well, but then there's this fire inside of you. There's this this thing that you want to do, but you're like, do I really do this? Do I go all in or not? Those are, those are tough life shaping, life changing decisions. And there's so many people that, you know, there's all these fears, these fears of failure, these fears of what's going to happen financially of, of, are we going to be able to do this? Like there's a lot that goes into those decisions. And, and there's, I'm highlighting this because there's people listening right now who, um, and it's not to it's not to knock people that aren't doing five star basketball. The whole point is about are you? I guess for a listening audience is the question I have is are are you? Have you pursued the things that you're passionate about? That's the most important thing because that's what makes us come alive. And and, and talk about that for a second. How has saying yes to this and going full both feet in the water? How has that impacted y- your life well just seeing the you know just just seeing like the the opportunities we've been able to provide kids right at the next level and then when you couple that to like that's the that's the reward that everybody sees and celebrates right but the day-to-day rewards of helping a kid through a rough time or noticing a kid is struggling in something and being able to have the relationship to notice it address it and help that you know that kid get to out, get through whatever that is he's going through, right? Um, <clears throat> you know, it's that's what it's all about at the end of the day. And and I would say too, like, look, I str- I struggled big time with the decision, you know. And it's weird how all this works, you know. And I and um, you know, I, I I was at a time in my life in basketball where I wasn't sure it was was sustainable and was it going to work? You know, are we going to be able to? Are we ever going to be able to do anything with this? You know, that we truly want to do and. You know, there's there's financials involved in that. There's like, hey, I have a I have a one year old, and I'm gone all the time at the gym, and we're not making any money. I, you know, it's a it's a it's a hobby. It's not a it's not a job. It's a hobby, right? So, it, it, you know, a lot of thoughts went through my head. I read the book The Proximity Principle by Ken Coleman during this time. It was very similar to. It was like weird timing of how I read that book, and it's all about surrounding yourself with people that are like minded, that are that what you want to do, and you know if you have a dream, like you got to talk to people that are living your dream, and you know all those types of things, and see what the process is, and take advice from all those people, you know. And that's when 
five star kind of came into the picture and it was just like, wait, I have this opportunity now all of a sudden that I could maybe do this full time. And, and I was at a point basketball wise where with, with tipping point where Brandon and I were like, I don't know if we can do this another year. You know, like we were to the point where like, if we don't go all in with five star right now, we're just going to get out of it completely. Right. And so long winded way, I guess, of getting to the point of if you've got something you're passionate about, like, you, you you owe it to yourself to pursue it to its to its furthest, you know, and if it works, you're going to feel so fulfilled every single day. And if it doesn't work, guess what? You, you gave it everything you got. And, and sometimes you have to make decisions and, and it maybe not. Maybe it doesn't work. But, you know, you got to take that leap of faith. You know, the, you only live once. Right. And, um, you know, I'm so happy that we did. And, and the timing of everything and reading that book. And it was just it was all interesting the way it all it all happened. Very cool. So I want to come back after the break and I want to talk a little more specifically. You talked about some of the rewards of doing this. I mean, so many kids are in college right now because of the influence and the impact of, of what you've poured into them. You know, kids that had that dream of playing college basketball and getting scholarships to do it. That's happening. Um, but I want to get into some of the on ramps and some of the programs we have coming up here for parents and grandparents who uh, have kids. So we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come right back again with Coach Bray Beatles, Five Stuff Basketball on the break. Go ahead and shoot a text, share this, like this with somebody. Go to fivestuff.org to learn more. Five Star Life is a not-for-profit organization dedicated to changing the face of culture by changing kids' mindsets. Since 2005, we've impacted hundreds of thousands of lives thanks to the generous support of individuals, small businesses, corporations, and foundations. Are you interested in helping Five Star Life grow into all 50 states? With your donation or introduction, you can help bring Five Star Life to your community, school, and state. Go to fivestarlife.org and send us an email today. That's F-I-V-E-S-T-A-R-L-I-F-E dot O-R-G. Welcome back to The Five Star Life Show. I'm your host, Coach Seth, and I am joined in studio having a great conversation with the one and only Director of Five Star Basketball Operations, Coach Bray Beatles. Welcome back. Thank you. Hey, so before the break, we were talking about, you know, you are talking about some of the rewards of doing this, how rewarding it is to to be a part of this yeah. and to be impacting kids' lives. Um, I want you to talk to our audience about ways they can get local kids involved. Yeah. Um, but but I do want you to set this up by talking about, give, give me a story of a kid that was interested in basketball, but maybe didn't have natural talent because a lot of people wrongly think, well, like my kid's not an athlete or they're not, they're not a basketball player yet. That's okay. That's why we have these developmental programs. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's what our youth development league is for, right? Um, the introductory phase, and and you know, we one thing we want to we take a lot of pride in is having that developmental program even outside of first through sixth graders, right? So, if you have a sophomore son that is interested in 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 getting better at basketball or trying to understand basketball or make the team next year or or whatever it is, like we can help put small goals in place right for you know step one is all right let's make a jv team right or or whatever it is and 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 that's um so so the the youth development league is one of the programs that we have coming up that's one of our the largest things that we do program wise and um you know last year it was it was 
had, we had a lot of fun with the youth development league because I've I've changed my stance a little bit on it. I used to dread it, right? And like not because I didn't want to be there, but it's just like it was hard to work with. It was hard to work with the highest level of kids and then go and work with first graders that don't know anything. And it's like, holy, I got to completely change the way I communicate and the way I view this and and teach this, right? So I struggled with that as when for for a little bit there as as we took the program over. Um, but now I've come to, to really enjoy it and love it. And, um, you know, we had, we had, we had a couple boys in it last year that, that would have never had the opportunity to, to participate if it wasn't for our scholarship program. And, um, I, I, I'll always remember the, the, them, they're just, um, just great kids that, um, had probably had more of an impact on me than than I had on them potentially, right? Just seeing them and the joy that they had and the situation that they're coming from, it didn't matter to them. Like they were on the basketball court having fun, and they just like little stuff like that is just, and that's p- part of the the reward too of of why we do this. Um, you know, we had a guy that that is a freshman in college um, was a was a player in our program, and uh, I talked to his parents uh, at at our fall league um, a couple of weeks ago and I was just like hey how's how's he doing you know how's he getting adjusted to college life and you know dad was like you know he's, he's doing all right he's got a roommate that's kind of makes some bad decisions and involved in some stuff maybe that that he that that you know doesn't want to be involved in or be around and and et cetera, et cetera. so I was like you know what I'll call him on touch base and just see how he's doing right so I call him and and he, he, of course, he lies to me at the beginning. Not lies, but like, <laughs> everything's great. I love yeah, it. Sure. You know, like, we have no issues. I'm like, dude, I talked to your dad. Like, I know what's going on. And he's like, and then he starts opening up a little bit more. I was like, yeah, my roommate's into smoking weed and, and partying. And, you know, these are 18 year old kids, freshmen. And, and, sure. and he's like, I just, I don't want to be around that. He's like, he's never really here. I don't really have a good roommate relationship. So, like, my adjustment to going to a school that I don't really know anybody has been a little difficult. And I said, well, you know, I said, think about all the stuff that we that we did, and that we emphasized, and 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 part of our philosophy as a program is we're going to, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do things the hard way, because the rewards of that at the end of the day are are greater than just hitting the easy button, right? So when we talk about having a structured program and the details that we emphasize, and 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 I asked them, I said, do you remember all those times that we had to stop and do things like run or stop and have an accountability step along the way because this detail wasn't done right or every I wasn't dotted and every T wasn't crossed? And sometimes during that time, you were probably like, man, I don't understand why we're doing this, right? But like I said, because right now, it's easy for you to make the right choice mm-hmm. because you have been conditioned for two years within our leadership to do what's hard because right now it would be easy for you to just fall into that. Like, I want to go hang out with my roommate. I want to be included. I want to go, you know, but no, you know that like the right thing to do is not to be involved in that. And you know exactly like you are conditioned to make the hard choice, you know? And like that conversation to me was part of the reward too, where I was like, holy cow, what we're doing is like working because he has no desire to do any of it. Yeah. You know? And it's like, okay, that's hopefully we had something to do with that. Right. And kudos to his parents for getting him involved, you know, with, with five stuff basketball and with you, you know, parents, the, the best thing you can do is recognize that as they come into adolescence, you need a village. You need some other people that are going to reinforce those same values, those so those same things that you've been modeling and teaching that you know bring success that protects them from getting off track and getting sucked in by opportunities that in the moment just feel like fun. Yes. But they can ruin your life. 
Yes. And so, so, so there's there's such a wisdom. That's why we just tell parents, grandparents, like, get your kids, get your grandkids, push them to get involved. And, you know, if you're going to be a part of a youth sports program, make sure you're vetting, like, they're not all equal. Yeah. They're all the same. Yeah. Both in the way that at the level they're teaching the sport and the fundamentals of the sport, but also in the way they they bring people into the organization and the vetting process and the training process. Are you going to get somebody who's a person of character that's going to reinforce or go against what you are, what you've been teaching them their, their whole lives? Yeah. And, and does your coach have a relationship with your kid that can understand the issue and then direct and like be able to provide the pathway of like, this is why you're here because of the steps we've taken. Right. And, and for, then for the kid not to be like, whatever. No, then for the kid to be like, oh, yeah, I totally see it. Like, it makes sense. Yeah. You know, like, that's the village and the relationship that it takes for that for, the, for that to happen. You know, and this is this is a kid that loves basketball, just wants to be around basketball, doesn't want the distractions, right? And, like, but he and, – and, and someone who's so dedicated, right? But it's, like, it's still hard for him, right? And 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 – but that's part of – that's part of life and decision making, and and you know that's why when we emphasize like, hey, your decisions reveal your priorities at the end of the day, right? Like your yeah. roommate's decisions are his priorities are not basketball. His priorities are not being a great student, being a great teammate, being on the floor, right? Like, but yours are, or are they, right? And those are questions that we ask all the time and challenge our kids. So, yeah, it's so interesting that the way the philosophy of our culture has conditioned us to think about hard things. And, you know, it's weird, but like we've been conditioned to live for after five o'clock for the weekends, for all these things. Like when, when in reality I learned this, I can't remember how old I was when I learned this, but when I latched onto this concept that um, like doing hard work and doing hard things is just a part of successful life. So either I'm going to agonize over doing hard things or I'm going to embrace it and enjoy the journey. It totally shifted the way I, I now, I love everything I do. Like I, I do a lot of different things and I love, I love every part of my life. And a lot of those things are hard, but because I've actually rejected culture's influence saying hard is bad, hard is painful. You know, you need to do you, you need to be comfortable. You need to have more fun it's like, well, what is fun? Success is fun. Mm -hmm. Having good relationships is fun. Having income is fun. B building a legacy is fun. Getting a momentum and traction in whatever field you're in is fun. Like, all, But all those things require work. Well, and it's probably 20 years down the road, right? Fun is 20 years down the road, but what are you going to do to get yourself there, right? You can take the easy route right now and, and have fun today, but in 20 years you'll look back and be like, oh, I didn't set myself up to be successful. And I remember, I remember 18 years ago, 19 years ago, pushing a, um, when we first started Five Star, Five Star Life, we were doing after school programs. That's all we did with one program, after school program. Now we have so many programs. It's just mind boggling to me. Um, but I remember it's, it's snowing. There's like a blizzard and I'm pushing this big piece of sound equipment from a trailer through snow to get into the school to run this after school program. And I'm the only one there. I'm setting up the, and I'm just like, there's a, 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 a switch that was flipped. I'm, I'm just like, this is awesome. <laughs> I am, I, I, this is what 
I'm going to do all this stuff that people don't want to do this. People don't want to push a, a sound system and cold weather through snow. They don't want to go into a cafeteria and set up all the equipment by themselves. They don't want to, they don't want to prepare all this stuff and think through how do we change kids' lives. What we want to do is we want to show up and see impact. But there's a lot of hard work that goes into it. And when I started to latch on to this is what it feels like, I started, I would laugh. I'd be giddy doing these things by myself. Like, I love it. I love, I love this. This is what hard work is. This is what impact looks like. And so it, it is, um, it's contagious and it has just become a way of life. And it's something we can all grasp. But, um, you know, we're, we're over time in this segment. We got to take another quick break. Like this, share this. If you think somebody's going to be uh, encouraged by this, make sure you share this out. Um, and we'll take a break. We'll come right back after this. Five Star Life offers year-round programs for kids at our 350-acre training facility that we call Summit. These programs focus on three core components. First, each program includes lessons from our curriculum that targets kids' mindset. Secondly, each program teaches a skill like equine, archery, blacksmithing, basketball, fishing, boating, and many more. Thirdly, our programs connect kids to mentors we call coaches who are trained to help kids live a five-star life. Go to fivestarlife.org to learn more or sign up your kids. Welcome back to the Five Star Life Show. I'm your host, Coach Seth. We're having a great conversation with our Five Star Life Director of Basketball Operations, Coach Bray Beatles. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me again. Um, this is fun. I love having you on. Um, so anything else basketball-wise you want to hit? Yeah, I, I don't. I didn't spend a ton of time on the development league. I'll just quickly go through that again. Our, our next program sort of coming up for first through sixth grade boys and girls is our annual youth development league we're excited to offer three sessions this year so session one is comes up here towards the end of october uh, still plenty of time to get signed up for that it will be completed before thanksgiving session two will run through the month of january and then session three will run through the month of february so mm. three great sessions coming up here you get a practice a week skill development team concepts right elementary stuff teaching to the young kids uh, footwork fundamentals um, and then saturday gameplay so um you know it's, it's it's a lot of fun and i i enjoy i i could probably write a book for with what some of these kids have said to me at, at one point it's just like it's so funny and like i have a four-year-old and a three-year-old and a younger one that's not talking yet but i just love what they come up with you know and it's just like i could i, I one day like i i can't grow any facial hair whatsoever okay but i like when me, me and you like yeah it sucks i want to mm -hmm. grow up a beard so bad but um <clears throat> i i went and i was kind of scruffy like i should have shaved probably right and and i'm talking to these kids and like this first grader just we finished a huddle and we did like our five star and three he goes yeah thanks mustache man <laughs> and i'm just like where do these kids come up with this stuff you know like i just want to write a book of the quotes that i get from the uh, kids are the best i love it they so make funny. the most incredible comments <laughs> um it, it's amazing and, and we have a we have the privilege of working with all kinds of kids, all ages of kids. And so five star basketball, I mean, that's first grade. Yeah. First through sixth grade. Is through sixth grade. Yeah. We have travel basketball happening for elementary and middle school. And then the spring and summer we do high school. So literally first grade through, I mean, through seniors mm -hmm. is, is five star basketball. Yep. And, you know, we have so many other programs. Um, and I, I had the privilege yesterday um, of being in, two really fun programs that are developing and growing and we're, we're getting requested to scale them um, across this across the state 
but I was, I was over at the detention center and, you know, working with kids who obviously have made mistakes. They're there for gang affiliated things, drug related, you know, things, um, some violence, you name it. They're, they're there for those types of things. And they ask the best questions. So I, when I get there, they have all these questions on the board for me that they want. Mm. And the first question was, Coach Seth, what do you think, in your opinion, defines what a good life is? And um, we had a great conversation. I flipped it to them and asked them what, what they thought you know, was a good life. And the, the, simple, like the simplicity was beautiful. The one kid just said, I, I just think having peace, like being at peace with who I am, mm. like having a good relationship with myself and having peace that would be, that'd be the good life for me. And we, we just had this incredible conversation. I said, well, you know, wh- what holds you back from living the good life? Like, wh- what is that's holding you back? And they talked about all kinds of things from the, the system that put me in here to the habits and the decisions they make. Like, they were, they were blaming the system, which there is a system, uh, and they were blaming themselves. And I, I, I just said, you know, ultimately the place to start is you, every person has to understand their value because in this world, I mean, think about how many people Bray um, in, in this listening audience, just get a visual of, as I'm saying this, how many people truly see your value? Yeah. Like, like truly, how many people actually truly see your value and your full potential and treat you that way? I mean, there are not many people. It's probably a one hand type of thing for most of us, unless you're really, really fortunate, right? Mm. So very few people know your value. And then even fewer people actually treat you the way you should be treated. And so understanding your value and that right there, the, the more we can start to understand our value and where you get that value, is it from you know, what your parents have said to you, I'm sure that's a big deal. Like you get value from parents for sure. But, but ultimately where's your value coming from? Because if you get value from people that can devalue you now, the second part of, of really living a great life to me is power. You, when you understand your value and understand your power and retain your power and know how to use your power, that creates a good life because there's so many kids and they're sitting in there and they're telling me their story about how they've never met their dad or their dad walked out of them or their mom is on drugs or they're left to fend for themselves or they were abused by the person that was supposed to be there for them. And what they're saying is, I have no power. I have no value. Or because so-and-so devalued, diminished my value by this act or that word or that curse, now... I have no power. And I I just said, listen, you have to make up your mind about a couple of things. One, are you going to value yourself? Like the relationship you have with yourself starts and ends with you. It's right here. And when you start to realize like I'm encapsulated, I have to understand my value for myself and I have to value myself. And then I, I need to understand and recognize the power that I do have. Because you can shut off a lot of these other voices that are trying to steal your power, steal your attention, or devalue you. 
And so there's some work we have to do in ourselves. It was just this incredible conversation. You know, it's super interesting. The answer that <clears throat> that he gave or to your question of just finding peace, I was like, wow, that's just like, you know, you, look, the stereotype and the thought is, is if, if those kids are don't know anything, they're not smart, they make bad decisions, like that's the stereotype, right? Correct. By, by, by general community members. But like me hearing that answer, I'm like, holy cow, this kid's, this kid just needs help. <laughs> like he just needs a path. You know, if you go in there and sometimes you, you should go with me sometime. Yeah. Um, the, these kids are brilliant. These kids are sharp. They have been through some junk. Yeah. They have some wrong mindsets, which is why they're implementing five star and why they're growing. Yep. Um, but, but when I, when I made that comment about like, it's your value and your power, um, a, a kid said, yeah, but coach Seth, it's not that easy. I said, I didn't say it was easy. Mm-hmm. It's simple, but it's not easy. So yeah, but, it's not even that simple. I said, explain that to me. He said, well, I, I, I was a fo- I'm, a, I'm a foster kid, right? So this kid is an orphan. He's been in detention six times. He's headed, he's, he's in the pipeline to prison. That, that is where he is destined to go because that's what statistically, you know, metrics say. Yeah. I said, well, here's the deal. You have you are here now. He said, "Yeah, but it's it's worse. I've been diagnosed with chronic depression. I've been diagnosed with this. I've been, di- and I took a, a piece of paper. And there's a little label sitting in the desk. And I took a marker and I and I wrote on him. I, I wrote the word power and I slapped it on his chest and I said, "Well, I diagnosed you with power." Mm. I said, "Who are you going to believe? You going to believe you have chronic depression for the rest of your life? That this is just how it is? You're going to just accept that because somebody told you that?" And I said, listen, these diagnoses, and this is for parents listening out there, I am not knocking therapy or psychology because it's important, it's vital, it's relevant, it's, there's data behind it. But the, the thing that was intended to diagnose something, to raise a flag so that we could bring attention and health and healing and t- change the tra- trajectory has become this box to minimize and keep them in that box. That's what I was pushing back on for that kid. Yeah. And I said, so listen, do, do you believe you have power? Or do you believe that you're chronically depressed and there's nothing you can do about it? Yeah. Yeah. The conception of, of those diagnoses are there to hold people back is pretty much what, what it's viewed as now. Yeah. Right. And it's not ultimately. Right. And, and just hearing you say, I, I took a piece of paper and smacked power on his chest. Like, I was like, wow, that is, that gave me the chills even thinking about that because no one's ever probably challenged him to think that way, you know, and that's, that's exactly what, what he would need. So this is, um, you know, at Five Star Life, there's so many places for people to get involved and be a part of the solution. Yes, there's thousands of kids dropping out of school every day. Yes, there's thousands of kids that are, are are experimenting with drugs. There's thousands of kids that are getting hooked on porn. There's thousands of kids that are going down there. There's thousands of kids that are in these dark places. It's it's an epidemic, but there is light. There's hope. We're a part of it, and we're really asking our listening audience to be a part, either financially or voluntarily. We need you to get engaged in the game. Now more than ever, this is the beginning of a big volunteer push we're doing, asking people to get involved. Go to fivestarlife.org to learn more, to get involved. We're out of time. Thank you so much for tuning in.
At Five Star Life, we are changing the face of culture through education and sports by changing the most important piece of a human being's life, their mindset. If you are interested in being a part of our journey, please visit fivestarlife.org for more information on volunteer and donation opportunities.